0: The cat sat on I don't know. Superintendent Radio Network. I'm Guy Cipriano. We're here with Steve Mona, the CEO of the World Golf Foundation, and we're going to be talking about National Golf Day, which is May 18th in Washington on Capitol Hill. Not only are we going to be talking about what's going on in Washington, we're also going to be talking about ways to get involved if you can't make it to Washington. So first off, Steve, thanks for uh, joining us.
1: Glad to be here, Guy. Uh, Looking forward to the time together.
0: Describe how 2016 for the golf industry is going from your perspective. What are some things you're hearing and seeing in your travels, and what type of year has it been so far for golf? Well,
1: so far it's been a very good year for the industry. Uh, Rounds played are up uh, so far this year. Uh, The good weather in most parts of the country has something to do with that, obviously. But I sense a a real optimism among those that I talk to. And And I talk to all the different sectors of the industry and where, as some are having different levels of success, I think the general level of optimism is high. And I would also say that if you look across the golf industry holistically, it's really a good time for golf. Uh, people are engaging with the game uh, more than what we've seen in recent years. Participation in the traditional game is generally flat, but if you look at golf from the perspective of fan interest, that's at an all-time high, and then if you also look at it from the perspective of people engaging with the game in ways beyond the traditional experience so whether that be top golf or driving range or uh, simulator otherwise known as screen golf um, the participation is very strong in all those sectors and then finally the interest in the game is at an all-time high right now there are um, in the neighborhood of about 37 million people who are either very or somewhat interested in playing the game so All the signals are uh, strong for golf right now. Yeah.
0: With that said, there's obviously a lot of positive momentum and a lot of good vibes here early in 2016. How are you going to take those to Washington, D.C., and what are some things you want to convey when you get there on May 18th?
1: So two things there. One, obviously we want to take this good momentum that we're experiencing um, as a game and a sport and, and make sure that's well understood in Washington. But more specifically, the whole purpose for National Golf Day is to educate Washington policymakers, and those are either members of Congress, uh, senior White House officials, or senior agency officials such as the EPA. Uh, We want to educate them about the golf industry and its contributions to the American economy, uh, the environment, and really our way of life so that we can ensure that laws and regulations impacting the game come out the way we would like to see them and are... Uh, in line with the scope of the industry and the contributions that the industry makes to uh, to American uh, way of life.
0: I believe this event started nine years ago. It seems like it was just a short time ago that the industry was in Washington for the first time. How would you say it's evolved and grown in those nine years, Steve?
1: It has evolved and grown tremendously since that uh, beginning in 2008. And let me just tell you where we are this year just to give you a sense of uh, the scope. We'll have uh, somewhere in the order of about 150, maybe 175 individuals. Uh, We will conduct uh, that many, if not more, meetings with various members of Congress, and we will have uh, some of the leading figures from the golf industry with us for part of the day, Uh, and specifically in the morning period of time we'll have uh, Davis Love III, the captain of the – of this year's Ryder Cup team, we'll have Steve Stricker, Stricker, pardon me, the captain of the 2017 President's Cup team, we'll have World Golf Hall of Fame member Nancy Lopez with us. So we'll have some of uh, our leading uh, figures in golf that will be there with us. And the other thing I would say how it's evolved is when we go to Washington now, uh, we're not really having to explain basically our facts and figures about golf uh to a lot of members that we now have developed relationships with members of congress I should say. And so um we're really able to have more advanced conversation, to really move along our agenda a lot more effectively. So that's really been the cumulative effect of now uh 9 years of uh of going to Washington.
0: Uh, obviously politicians are on limited time and a lot of people want to speak with them when someone with the golf industry does get a meeting with one especially a face-to-face one whether it's in washington dc or in their home district uh... W- what are some ways they can best handle that well the, i'll
1: tell you the number one way is you talk about jobs and you talk about economic impact and when we go to washington and when we talk about that nearly two million jobs in america are impacted in some fashion by the golf industry and that um, the golf industry collectively generates almost $70 billion of economic impact, and that the golf industry is larger than the spectator sports industry and larger than the performing arts industry. Those things really get the attention of uh, members of Congress, because I can tell you over time, uh, the, the whole ball ballgame, w- at the risk of overstating this, is about jobs and the state of the economy as far as... Uh, legislators are concerned, and by virtue of the fact that we can illustrate so effectively the economic impact of golf, that really gets the attention of um, of all the key Washington figures.
0: Not everybody in the industry can make it to Washington, D.C. What are, what are some things you recommend, either a golf course superintendent, a golf course owner, a general manager, or anyone else with an interest in the game to do at home to, to get involved politically? So I,
1: here's what I recommend. the uh, All the members of Congress come back to their home district at some point during the course of the year they're certainly during august they're on recess uh, basically the whole month of august and they're generally on recess around the um, the christmas holiday so those are two times a year depending upon where your golf course is located um, that i would really make a strong push to invite that member or certainly if not the member a, a member of his or her staff their home office staff, if you will, in their home district to come out to the golf course. The other thing I should have said, and it relates to this point, is that many, many members of Congress uh, play golf themselves. Some some are actually pretty good players. And if they don't play golf, almost every single member uses golf as a vehicle to raise money uh, for either their own campaign purposes or charities they get involved with. So they understand the game at, at some level so i would i would if i were a golf course superintendent i would definitely get someone from uh either that member of congress or someone from their office um out to their golf course while they're back home in their district that that's the number one way that i uh, would suggest a someone who couldn't come to national golf day or isn't particularly interested in being active at that level to help support
0: the cause at a local level. Steve, you talked about jobs and economic impact. What are some other messages you're going to try to get across here? And I would think the environmental benefits of golf is probably something that you've conveyed more than maybe you would nine years ago. That's obviously a message you'd like to spread to. Absolutely.
1: So we we have what we call five key message points. I'll just rip through them real quick. Uh, Economic impact, charitable impact, environmental impact, health and wellness benefits and affordability and accessibility for golf course superintendents and others in the golf course management industry. The the environmental impact piece is probably one that they could speak to most eloquently. And it's one that we spend a lot of time and energy focusing on. In fact, this year, we're going to have three sets of issues we're going to speak to every single member about. And the environmental issues are one of those three key areas. So what we're really at a high level trying to Accomplished is really quite simple, but there's nuances to it, and that is that golf courses are managed by trained professionals. They're managed with the strictest of focus on the best practices around maintaining the environment in the form that it originally was presented in, and that because of economic and and environmental reasons there's an there's an impetus and a focus on ensuring that a golf course is managed with as few inputs as possible so when you look at a golf course you should look at it as a key component in the environmental sustainability of your local area and that's really the the message that we're trying to get across.
0: When we get to 6 p.m. on May 18th what would you like to accomplish? What are some things that you'd like the people from the golf industry that were there going home thinking
1: well for those hundred fifty or so that are with us, first of all I, I hope that they feel that hey this was a good uh, use of my time and effort and money to come here to spend the day uh, in and out of various offices in washington talking about the, the message so that's up to us to make sure that um, the messages are strong and on point and also that um, the people with whom they're meeting are the right people who Uh, can make decisions and move along policy. So that's number one. Number two is the issues that we are most interested in have been moved, either uh, if we're trying to affect legislation uh, that we want to see passed because uh, we believe it's in our interest, or if there's legislation that we do not want to see passed because we don't believe it's in our interest, we want to have made strides in moving that along. The, the thing I've learned now, and I, I will have been at every National Golf Day after next week, is that um, nothing happens super quickly in Washington. Now, some things seem like they come out of the blue, but they really don't because there's there's a process behind them. So you, you have to be comfortable with making incremental progress, and, and I believe we've done that. We clearly have done that from the standpoint of raising our profile in Washington. I can tell you that without any fear of contradiction. But the real asset test is, have you been able to protect legislation, move it along to be passed that you're interested in, or have you been successful in making sure legislation that you believe is injurious to your position does not pass? And so that's that's how the score gets kept
0: at the end of the day. Last thing here. Steve, how important is it for people that really care about this industry to think about the political implications of what they do and what golf does just not on may 18th but 365 days yeah
1: right i I appreciate you saying that because i want to make that point that this this is one day but our work goes on all year long we have a lobby firm in washington dc that we retain that looks after our interest on a daily basis i spend a fair amount of time up there myself others from the industry do as well but boiling it back down to the the local golf course superintendent or other uh, participant in the golf course management industry. I, I think there are a few things. One uh is do everything in your power to maintain and manage your golf course as, as environmentally uh in in as environmentally friendly a manner as possible. I think that goes without saying I think everyone wants to do that and does do that. But secondly, don't be bashful about making sure that your decision-makers in your local area, and that could even uh, extend to state or local officials. Um, they, may not, they may not have jurisdiction necessarily over some of the issues that you're facing, but at the same time, they are uh, influencers and uh, they can influence uh, public opinion. So to make sure that that they have a positive view of your of your operation, your golf facility. And the only way really to do that is to get them out there and, and show them around and, and develop a relationship with them. So it doesn't mean that you have to become a political activist, but I think every golf course superintendent ought to have some kind of a relationship with their lo- local officials, whoever they might be. And then finally, uh, don't be bashful about taking advantage of opportunities to – to speak out on the issues that are of importance to you. So if you get invited to speak at a local Rotary Club or a Kiwanis Club or whatever the case might be, do it. And if you get invited to speak at your son or daughter's uh, career day or take your parent to uh, school day, take advantage of that too. Because one of the things I've observed particularly as it relates to the environment is golf has a quite good story to tell and we tend to be a little reluctant to do that, and we we need to really change that, and that's really what we're trying to do on a national level, but you you might recall the the famous quote of uh, former House Speaker Tip O'Neill when he said, all politics is local, and that's true, and we see that when we go to Washington for National Golf Day, and so I can tell you that uh, elected officials pay a whole lot of attention to people who can vote for them and keep them in office or take them out of office, and And every single golf course superintendent is a voter in some district somewhere. And so I think just keeping that in mind. is
0: One final thing, where can uh, people who have an interest in National Golf Day go to find out more about what's going to be happening in D.C.? I know there's a tremendous um, social media push.
1: That's right. So go to wearegolf.org, and all you have to do is get onto the homepage, and it'll take you through everything that's happening next week, including that social media campaign you spoke of. We've got a... A huge um, campaign underway there, and uh, we had about 37 million impressions, if you will, last year, and we're expecting to break that this year uh, from a social media standpoint. And so, um, we, we and we really have a lot of uh, different elements of the golf industry. Several PGA Tour players participated last year. We expect that they will again this year. Same for LPGA Tour, and some of the leading brands in golf are involved with that. So, particularly those who have um pretty good social media followings of their own. Um this is a great chance to communicate and it's very turnkey. They're, they're very candidly there's not a lot of um original effort that needs to be expended. Um it's very intuitive, pretty easy to follow. So that I would I would highly recommend that guy as a way that if you can't be there, just try to support us through through that vehicle and um that will help with the success of the day.
0: Well, I know GCI will have its Twitter account cranking on the 18th and best of luck to what you guys are doing steve and enjoy your time in washington dc i know that can be a zany place with a lot of crazy things going on but uh enjoy it next week okay thanks guy appreciate the support you've been listening to the superintendent radio network the podcast of golf course industry magazine a production of gie media i've been your host guy cipriano you can find all of our podcasts on itunes or the srn page golfcourseindustry.com talk to us at srn at or at gci magazine on twitter thanks for listening